Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Tonight we are starting a new series and the series title is Retweets. You're going to find all of the details um, during the course of the week. That's a good place to give the Lord a shout. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, retweet, I, I, like I always do whenever we're introducing a new series, I help you to give perspective to it. Retweet is that which happens when, of course you know, someone makes a post on Twitter and then you retweet because you agree or you retweet because it's sort of, how many of you has it happened today? You're thinking something in your head, you just don't know how to frame it and then you go right on Twitter and somebody says exactly what you were thinking. And, you know, so you retweet things because you agree with what has been said. Praise God. And we're using that to say tonight that if God makes a post about you walking in light in 2021, your job is to retweet. Praise God. Your job is to, your job is to co-sign the check, all right, by saying Amen. The Bible says that all of the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes on his part and amen on our part. How many of you have ever had a joint account? If you don't sign, if two signatories, if, they are, if the account is joint account, if the two signatories do not sign, that check will bounce. So he says yes, I say amen, and then it goes through. Praise God. Can you say amen? Amen. Alright, so that's the idea. The idea is God is going to be speaking to you concerning 2021. Your job is to repost what God has said. That's what Instagram will call it, repost it. So by confessing what God has said, by restating what God has said, alright, by shouting what God has said, by making noise about what God has said. And tonight I am going to teach direct mentions, DMs. Okay, and the concept of this um, episode, first episode, is that whenever you get a DM from somebody, I want you to look at this like this. Whenever you get a DM from someone, uh, if the person is a stranger, you do not have to respond, right? So you just ignore and just do that thing that Instagram does, accept or delete, and you just delete, right? But if you look up the person's profile and this is someone you actually want to engage or talk to or something, what you do is that you accept the conversation and then that acceptance, please follow me because this is very important, it's going to give perspective into what I'm teaching tonight. That acceptance invites you into the person's world and invites the person into your world. 
from that simple acceptance, you can now go on to begin to say all that, you know, is going on with you. I don't know if you've ever met someone, and then how are you, and then they begin to tell you all their life's problems. So, that's like invitation into my world, and then that direct message is also invitation into the world of the person who sent you the message. Can we say amen? Amen. So the person who is sending the message, imagine I'm the one sending you a message. There is an experience that I have. There is a life that I am living. Okay? And then also there is a life that you are living on the other side of that phone. Alright? Now what's going on is that through that DM, there's going to be a convergence of experiences. And at the end of the day, the one with the superior convincing power is going to pull you into his experience. So, for example, if I am the one that is having better experiences, there's every tendency that I will want to pull somebody into my own experience, all right? And if you are the one having better experiences, that DM can progress into... And so, for example, you're having a conversation... And then the person says something that is not constant or consistent with your experience. I say, no, well, I've not seen it that way. For example, somebody says, ah, 2020 was a very terrible year. You know, I starved a lot. And then in your own experience, you say, no, 2020 was actually a very wonderful year for me. These are the things that I did and all of that to experience this kind of year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that, that way, you can influence the person's thoughts Possibly influence the person's life out of a DM, out of an invitation into the person's experience. Now, here's what I'm saying. God wants to, God has always been interested in having very intimate moments with you. So, when God sends you a DM, it is saying, I am inviting you into my own world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, you have a, you have a life that you're living right now. Whatever that life is, that life might be consistent with what God has said or not. But God sending you a DM is saying to you, I am ushering you into life from where I live. And if you chat with me a little while longer, before you know it, you would begin to say things differently. Can we say amen? amen. Alright, so do we get the perspective now? Does it make sense? Is it clear? Is it clear, church? Because it is... It is based on the conversations and the interactions that you have with this person that somebody can say something that is actually very insightful and then you go, hmm, that's amazing. Then the next thing, it makes your post. And then the next thing, somebody retweets it. So what I'm saying to you today in this series and in this episode is that we're going to be ushering you into God's experience. God is Pulling you into his intimacy. Most of the time, you would have strangers DM you. But sometimes you would have close people DM you. And when you see the conversation from a close friend, alright, it actually sparks joy and excitement. Can we say amen? Am I speaking to somebody, yeah? Makes you excited, right? And then the next thing, you begin to share experiences. All I'm coming to tell you tonight is that God has sent you a DM. Alright? And he's DMing you, telling you how 2021 is going to go. You know what I'm asking you to do? Engage in that conversation. It's going to be profitable. 
Alright? Chat some more. Oh boy. Chat some more. You know, he tells you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Chat some more. Say, oh yeah, tell me more. And then he tells you, you know what, 2020, you're going to experience increase on every side. Chat some more. The more you stay in that conversation with him, alright, the more your experience for the year is going to be revolutionized. Can we say amen? amen? So put that scripture on the screen, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. I want to teach from here tonight and then just take you into other conversations. How many of you remember what we talked about on Thursday night? We talked about lights, right? Hallelujah. We talked about lights and we talked about the fact that in the Hebrew, light is what? Who can remember? <laughs> light is made up of, can you put that on the screen? Do you have it? Light is made up of three Hebrew letters. I just want to put, put this in perspective because this is important. Light is made up of three Hebrew letters. And it is Aleph, what and what? Aleph, Vav and what? And what? Resh. What is Aleph? You see, you have to remember, okay? What is Aleph? What is Vav? And what is Resh? So what does that mean? Put it, put it, put it, put it, put it together. And what did I say? Katsu represents the scripture. Every time the Hebrews saw Katsu, they remembered their atonement. Now, isn't it amazing, I shared with you on, on Thursday, that it's actually amazing that light in scripture, when God said, let there be light, what he was saying is, let there be atonement. That's what it means. Light is atonement. Alright? So when he says, let there be light, it is those three words. Um, every time you see a cattle, it represents atonement. Is that somebody is bringing the cattle to the place where a sacrifice is going to be made. And then, the nail is a joining word. That's what I said on Thursday. Nail is like and. Alright? So, what he's saying is that you are walking in light if you have the finished work of Jesus rammed to your mind. That is nailed to your mind at all times. Now, let me tell you something. There are two people that have confirmed for me that God has spoken to us very clearly what this year is going to be for this house. Praise God. First is my brother, Pastor Aaron. We've We've not spoken. And then today I just saw New Creation Church. The theme of their year is vision. And maybe you don't understand what happens. Let me tell you, this year is going to be very remarkable for you. It's going to be very remarkable for you. Now, maybe what you don't understand in having vision is that light has to enter your eyes for vision to be created in your eyes. Doctor, am I I speaking the truth? There has to be, right, right? There has to be light for vision to take place. So, I mean, God is speaking to us and I want you to be excited about it. Alright, so let's go to that scripture. Let's go to that scripture. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. It says, For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, so he spoke in Genesis saying that light should shine out of darkness, That's what he he did in creation. But he doesn't stop there. He says, has shined in our hearts 
to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Please stop. So this light, follow, is bringing you to the knowledge of the glory of God. The light is bringing you to the knowledge of the glory of God. But it continues. It says, this glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus. So you see that it connects with what I told you on Thursday. That you put atonement. So it's not just light from education. It's not just light. It's actually illumination from Christ that leads to light in education, light in science, light in technology, light in business, light in everything else that you're doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is this light that leads. That's the reason why when a few folks were with Jesus for a while... The Bible says that they recognize that these guys were uneducated men, that these guys were not literate, they didn't go to any school. But when they began to probe further, they said they recognized that these men have been with Jesus. So it is possible that hanging around Jesus is light for business. It's possible that hanging around Jesus is light for your interview. It's possible. So let's, let's continue. It says, God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. So he's done something inside our hearts. Alright? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. So where is this light of the knowledge of the glory of God shining? In your hearts. And this glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus. So what it means is that when you look at Jesus' face, listen, you're going to see the glory of God. Please follow me because this is important. When you look at Jesus' face, you're going to see the glory of God. Now, what is important is what is God's glory? That's the question to ask. What is God's glory? Let me explain by helping you to understand That the glory of a thing would literally deal with the accomplishment of a thing, right? Alright, so for example, if you want to talk about the glory of Mercedes, you're going to look at everything that they have done, and then you get to the Brabos, and then you get to the Maybach. If you want to talk about the glory of um, a Bowen, you look at everything that they've been able to do until what they have produced this year. So the glory of a thing has to do with the accomplishment of it. Now please follow. It says this light is shining in your heart, alright, and is revealing the knowledge of the glory of God as seen in the face of Jesus. Please write this down. What does glory mean? What does glory mean? Glory means honor. Glory means renown. Alright? Glory has something to do with divine quality. Alright? Now, glory also means exercising personal opinion which determines values. We're talking about God's glory here. So we're saying that God is exercising His personal opinion that determines value. God is expressing... His personal opinion 
that determines value. So God's opinion that determines the value placed on a thing is its glory. Please follow. So imagine that God picks up my phone. And then God gives an opinion about my phone. And then that opinion determines the value of the phone. So the glory of God has to do with God's opinion about a thing that determines the value that is given to it. That's very important. And then the next thing that glory means, glory also means weight. It means the weight of what is ascribed to something. And then it says all of this is seen in the face of Jesus. Now let me ask you all, please. What do you think God's glory is? You think God's glory is the heavens? You think God's glory is the creation? You think God's glory is the firmament? What is God's glory? Let me ask you another question. What is that thing that God has accomplished? So, the next question is, who is God's glory? Look, I'll say it again. He says, listen, look at me, please. Please, because I, w- I want you to understand this. He's saying that the light is shining in our hearts. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Creation happened. Now, God is saying, let there be light in your own hearts that is pointing you to my glory, which is seen in the face of Jesus. So, what it means is that when you look at the face of Jesus, you're going to see everything that he did on the cross Everything that he represents, everything that he died for, and everything is you. So guess what? When you look in the face of Jesus, you know what you're going to see? Yourself. And you are the definition of God's glory. Let me explain what that means. So what it means is that you are God's highest accomplishment. See, there are three um, stages of progress that God made in designing stuff. There is creation. Hmm? So, ah, how many of you, <laughs> how many of you have seen, have ever seen the, the, the picture of the first automobile, the first automobile of any brand, Toyota, uh, just go, maybe when you get home, go and search for the first picture that Toyota, the first vehicle that Toyota made. Or search for the first vehicle that Ford made. Or search for the first vehicle that, that, um, that Mercedes made. Some of you will be amazed that they called it a car. So they started from then, and then they began to progress. God started at creation and made something. Then he moved on to incarnation and created something else. But now he's at the new creation. Now, the glory of a thing is, when you say the high, high praise, that the high praise of a thing. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, let the high praise of God be in your mouth. The high praise of God is not we are singing on to it. It's not dancing and singing on. That's no, no, no. The high praise of Da Vinci is Da Vinci's best work. That's the high praise of Da Vinci. What, at what point? Okay, let me ask you. What's the high praise of Michael Jackson? Who can tell me? What? Huh? Thriller. Right? So, it's at the point, what's the high praise of Beyonce? You can tell me. 
What is her? Well, she probably, she has many high praises. Plenty high praises, right? Because she's done a lot of, so at some point, there's a high. Then at some point, there's a high, all right? Now, when the Bible says, let the high praise of God be in your mouth, he's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about let you, 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 you be in your own mouth. That is, let me explain, that is, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, is God's high praise. That is, God reached, uh, okay, God reached, you know where they say finish work? That's the place where God, oh boy, if you knew this, you would never let anybody treat you like, like. So, the place where God finished his work is you. New creation, sorry, creation, incarnation. So, imagine that God was making progress. He was progressing. Let's assume that God was progressing. Imagine, let's assume that God was creating softwares. Creation, incarnation, when he got to new creation, he stopped. What, let me explain. You cannot have a newer creation than the new creation. This is God's best work. So what is God's glory? So, for example, what is that thing that makes us lift up our hands and say, Lord, you are amazing. Look at your glory. Look at your awesomeness. No, it's not the skies. It's not the seas. It's not the lands. It's not the fishes. You understand? It's not all of those things. Because the last time I checked, if you were not in existence, those things would not exist. Yes, the reason why God made those things and put them together is so for your good and for your enjoyment. Yes, all those things were created for our enjoyment. So you can go to Seychelles, get on the beach. Never you allow anybody to say, that's too big for you. Too big for you. You can get to Seychelles, get on the beach, and whilst you're looking at the beautiful... You know, many times people go to those vacations, they look at it, wow, wow, wow. And then they get to a point where, you know, they say, no, you, 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 can't, you can't go beyond this point. What? I can't go beyond this point. Don't you get it? These things were created for me. I was all the while the focus of everything God was doing masterfully. So every progress that God was making in creation, he was doing it for the new creation. So who is God's glory? So it says, um, in, um, shine in the hearts. Um, the, so, so here's what's going on. God is revealing yourself to you. You are the glory of God. Now here's the point. It says, light about yourself. Oh, precious. This is what's going to happen in 20, 2021. Light about yourself will begin to shine in your heart. So that you cease to settle for things that God has already made provision for. Can we say amen? Amen. It says the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So when you look at the face of Jesus, you're not going to see that God is angry. You're not going to see that God is going to punish you. You're not going to see a rough 2021. When you look in the face of Jesus, you're going to see that God is well pleased with you and all your sins are forgiven. Can we say amen? Amen. Alright, so I was saying that if you slide into a person's DM, that's access into their world. Alright? And God sends a message to you 
to introduce you into his own world. It's possible that you're actually experiencing, you know, you're, you're not going through the right things or things are not working the way they should right now. But God is sending you a message to introduce you into his own world so that you're going to see things from his perspective. Can we say amen? amen. All right, let's look at another scripture. Habakkuk 2, 1 to 2. I have three more scriptures to go. Habakkuk 2, 1 and verse 2. Ooh, I love this one. This is good. Let's read together one to go. Come on, church. Can we read together one to go? Uh Uh-huh. 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 When I am reproved. Next verse. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision... And make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. You know, for many motivational speakers, the conversation starts with write the vision. The conversation starts with, ah, you know, write the vision. You know, what are those things they say? Because I can't remember. What are those things they say? If you perspire to perspire, you perspire, you you aspire, you inspire, you you. You <laughs> and they, you understand? You know, so it says, you know, you have to, you have, they just go to verse 2. You have to write the vision. You have to make it plain so that he that read it will run, write it. What have you written? And then people will start racking their heads. They'll start writing. They'll start writing. They say, the motivational speaker says you should write the vision. Set your goals. You know, do that. Verse 1 I will stand upon my watch. To see what he will say. He will send DM to me. Wow. It is the DM that I will write down. Because if I write down from my own mind. Some people, listen. Some people will write down from their skill. I like makeup. They write down. Makeup artist. I, 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 I see. I just, I just like to dance. In fact, once if you give, I'm coming for you, favor. Once you give me a camera, I'm made. <laughs> favor is a filmmaker. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It is that God is sending DMs. I will stand. Put verse one. He says, "I will stand on my watch and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what He is going to say." Meaning. He has something to say to me. So, he's sending me DMs, for example. I will stand upon my watch. So, what he means is that this light is shining. Because God is introducing you to your year. He's introducing you to your year. See, let me tell you. eh? There are many things we will do this year, not because we want to show off. Say amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It won't be because we want to show off. For example, I want to show up that I fast and pray a lot. I want to show up that I'm very intimate with the Lord. I want to tell, I want to boast with, to my friends that I pray six hours every day. No. It will be, Lord, <laughs> guide the answer. You understand? Guidance is not for to impress you. You understand? Guidance is that there is a template that my life is supposed to follow. 
Do you understand? And, and that template, oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. That template is not, oh boy, that template is not what they are saying in Nigeria. It's not what they are saying in Canada. It's not what they are saying anywhere. That template is from above. So I will stay still. I will, I, no, no, I will set myself apart. I will shut the door to see what you will say. It's after you've seen what he has said that writing vision makes sense. Those some of you don't wake up. You have a very you ate a lot of a lot of lovely stuff that you like the night before. And then you had a dream. And then the next thing you wake up, you start to write out of dream you had last night. Okay, so what if you had a dream and then in the dream, you know, <laughs> you know, it was that two people were flogging you with big, big stick. And when you wake up, you say, ah, this year, would this year, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not, no, the devil is a liar. Or then some people will sleep and wake up and then they were eating in the dream. And then when they wake up, they say, God forbid, the devil is a liar. I'm going to take 21 days fasting. How can I be eating in the dream? You get to a point where it is not your dream that is determining where you go or how far you go is what he has said. And if your dream does not line up with God's word, just leave it up. Leave it where it is. Last time I checked, Satan never set any table for anybody in the dream. If anything, it was God that always told people in their dreams to rise, kill, and eat. No, but check, check your Bible now. Satan is not that generous. <laughs> Satan is not that generous. He can't even give you the thoughts of a good life. Yes, that he, can't even, he can't even bless you. He, say that he, 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 wants, he can't even give you the thoughts. You know, some people, they, 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 they dream and they'll see a table set. They'll see a lovely table. They're well-dressed, you know, and they come into the dinner setting and all of that. And then everything is set, three-course meal, you know. And then they eat and eat and eat and eat. Then when they wake up, they say, I bind the devil. Devil. If you know how much he hates you, even the impression that you make it, he doesn't want it to show up in your mind. Satan never set table for anybody. If I, if I wake up, I'll just start dancing and singing. In fact, I'll go back to sleep so that I can eat some more. And you give the Lord a shout. I will stand upon my watch and set me on the tower and I will watch to see what he will say to me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. Reproved is not when I am beaten. Reproved is when I am asked. So for example, when you are asked, what will 2021 produce? Then you will answer based on what you have seen. Next verse. Verse 2. It says, Then the Lord answered me, and he said, Write the vision. That is, write what you are seeing. And let me tell you, see, church, let me just help your life, okay? The vision doesn't have to be a 20-year plan. Hello? It doesn't have to be a 10-year plan. 
You know, some people, if it's not a 10 years plan, it's not a vision. The vision can't simply be, this year, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, no, okay, 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 stay there. Stay there, no problems. No, 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 it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's okay. Just stay there. Until you see what righteousness delivered people from in Scripture. Then you will start to rejoice. The thing can just be this year, this month, health-free month. That's in as per health, healthy month. Do you understand? It's, it's a vision. And what I'm saying is God has that vision for your life. Amen. What I'm saying is that it's possible that in 2021, uh, you will not be involved in a single accident. Amen. Not even a scratch. Amen. Suddenly, it will just miss you. Then before we now start coming to the big things, I talked about decorations this year. Jonathan, yes, hmm? I talked about that. But it's as simple as I'm going to, this year, I'm going to, I'm going to live my wealthiest life. Because every time we talk about money, people move. <laughs> yes, that something happens. The amen is louder, you know. But what I'm saying is, this year, I would live my, my wealthiest year. In fact, let's even, the vision can even just simply be that I know the heart of the Father more concerning me. Yes, sir. I know that he's not angry with me. You know there are many people who have church conversation, but who are not settled in this truth. See, how do we know? They get embarrassed when their faith fails. So, you know, I was believing God for something, it didn't work, then I can't tell anybody. When you live in God's mind long enough, your faith knows no embarrassment. Too. Oh, say amen. amen. So, the Lord is speaking. And then I'm writing. He's sending me DM. He's just simply, I, I don't know how to explain this to you. He's, he's just simply saying that, look, everything that I'm saying concerning you is all that you should experience. That's all I'm saying. So I will write the vision and make it play. Let's look at that another scripture. Philemon 1 and verse 6. Philemon 1 and verse 6. Philemon 1 and verse 6. Let's read together one to go. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you within Christ Jesus. You know, this word is actually the... the Put, please put a, put a uh, uh, highlight on that. By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging. You see that that word is a present continuous tense. Acknowledging continuously. You know, some people say, I acknowledged yesterday, so it's fine. No, it's I keep acknowledging every day that there are good things in me in the face of Jesus. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. What it means is that by my acknowledging, right, I am framing my experiences. By my acknowledging, I am determining the kind of life that I'm supposed to have. How many of you know that if you take... See, let me, let me explain what I'm saying. 
The acknowledging is the framing. So what it means is that God is sending you DMs about who you are in Christ. And you are acknowledging that you framing your world to go in line with what you are acknowledging. Now let me say this. A bad picture, see the importance of your acknowledgement. A bad picture in an, in an expensive frame is still going to be very expensive. How many of you know? If you take a bad picture and put an expressive, expensive frame around it, that picture is still going to sell for several thousands of dollars. Take a good picture and put a rubbish frame around it, it's going to sell for cheap. You can use the frame to change the experience. You can use what you put around the experience to change the experience. So, it's a bad picture. For example, bad, it looks like everything is going bad in your year. But you use an expressive frame, which is the frame of God's word, to capture the moment. And then your life can still be expensive. Can we say amen? amen. Somebody say, I'm acknowledging. Oh, church, talk to me. I'm acknowledging. See, listen, tonight, I didn't come to walk you. I came to give you instructions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to acknowledge every good thing. I am going to consistently acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. So it's like God is sending you a DM. And he's telling you, hey, check this out. You are blessed and full of my favor. And then you say, Amen. You are prosperous in, on all sides. And then you say, Amen. You are experiencing increase on all sides. And then you say, Amen. Let's look at Amos 9, 13 to 15 from the message translation. The book of Amos chapter number 9 from verse 13 to 15. I have one more scripture and I'll be done. Amos 9, 13 to 15. Can you give the Lord a shout, glory? glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amos 9, 13 to 15. Are you there? Okay. Let's read together. I want to go. Yes, indeed. It won't belong. See, 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 see. see. This, is, this is a DM. This is not DM. God woke up and just sent you a message. And here's what he's saying. Yes, indeed. It won't belong. All right. Let's go. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to stop. Say amen. Amen. Let's read again from the beginning. Yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to... Uh-huh. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heel of the other. Uh-huh. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I will make everything right again for my people. They will rebuild their ruined cities. They will plant vineyards and drink good wine. They will walk their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. I will plant them... 
plant them in their own land. They will never again be uprooted from the land that I have given them. God, your God, says so. DM. DM, 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 DM. Hallelujah. Customized, tailor-made, sent to you. Customized. Let me tell you, God is not mirroring the, God is not mirroring the environment to send you a message. The last time I checked, God does not live on earth. So he's not mirroring the environment to send you a message. He's talking to you out of his own mind. Out of the abundance of his own mind. Can we take one, two more scriptures? Two more scriptures. Numbers 2, Numbers 21, 49. I want to show you something very important. Numbers 21 from verse 49. It says, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For this is no bread, for there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loaded this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they beat the people, and much of and much people of Israel died. Now see, when you see this, how many of you remember when I explained what happens when a person breaks the law? How many of you remember when I explained that? You know that this the Lord sent is because they don't actually know how else to put it. It's not as if the Lord sent to. It is that God had given them a law saying do not murmur. And if you murmur, there will be consequences. So the serpent is one of the consequences of their murmuring. And I told you, I gave you an illustration. I don't know if you remember how that if somebody breaks a traffic rule... And he's arrested in Lagos. That's not Songolu. Songolu is in his office chilling. He's probably playing golf. It's a law that is taking its effect on whoever has broken it. Can we say amen? amen? So the fairy serpent is not the Lord that sent. I told you also. I said if, if a person, God is either evil or good. If he's evil, then he's yesterday, today and forever. If he's good then he's good yesterday, today, and forever. He's not good and evil. No. So he's always been good. So when you see something like this, it is because the law is simply taking its place. Next verse, please. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he takes away the serpent from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Next verse. And the Lord said to Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent, and set it upon the pole. And it shall come to pass, that everyone that is beaten, when he looks upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon the pole, 
And it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now, let's give me John 3, 14. I want to show them something. Don't forget this. John 3 and verse 14. Let's read together one to go. Uh huh. Next verse. Now let me let me let me bring something to your notice here. How many of you have seen the medical cross? Can you put those pictures of the brazen serpents on the screen? I just I just want to show them some. How many of you have seen the picture of medicine? How that he has a cross and the bracing serpent. How many of you have seen that? It's actually from here. How many of you know? How many of you know? It's from here. That's it. Alright? So when you see in most hospitals, when you see that sign, it is the sign that, you know, healing takes place as a result of redemption. That's it. This is actually the sign, I think, right? This is the sign that you see on hospital, um, you know, billboards and stuff like that. Now, what he's saying, follow me this because this is very important. This light that is shining, that brings redemption to your heart, alright, is leading you to life. The experience of life and living. So what it means is that if you make a practice of looking, even your health is going to be revolutionized by this looking. Let me show you something as well. On the dollar bill, I don't know which of the dollar bills, there is also the, the picture of the serpent and the cross on one of the dollar bills. And when you look at that, there, it's as if America is saying that the finished work of Jesus is for us prosperity. So put those two together. Healing, prosperity. Healing, prosperity. If people would look, they will see that their healing took place at the cross. And if they will look, they will see that their prosperity took place at the cross. Now the question is, why will Jesus compare himself to a bracing serpent? Why will scripture say that just as, you know, um, Moses lifted up the serpent... So shall the Son of Man be lifted up, and everyone who looks will live. Why? Why is that comparison? The reason why is that the brazen serpent in Scripture, brass, represents judgment. And the brazen serpent represents all the wrath and all the judgment of God falling on the people. In this case, Jesus is taking all of God's wrath. He's drinking all of God's judgment. Guess what? When Jesus finishes, finished drinking all of God's wrath, he still didn't die. After he drank all of God's wrath, whilst on the cross, he still did not die. The first thing he said was, finished. Hey, talk to me. In, 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 under the law, the wrath of God will kill the serpent. Under grace, the wrath of God did not kill Jesus. He took all of God's wrath. 
And then now said, it is finished. First, then after he said, it is finished, he laid down his head and released his spirit. He did it. That is to say, at no point, first, the judgment is empty. Second, he actually didn't take me out. Just to prove to you that I was actually intended to die in the first place, I released my spirit. Listen, what I'm sharing with you is the intentionality of Jesus' death. All of God's wrath fell. He didn't die. He himself released his spirit. So that today, everybody that looks at that particular situation will experience health and healing. Can we say amen? amen. We experience life and freedom. Can we say amen? amen? We experience prosperity. Hallelujah. Can we say amen? amen? So let me tell you what I'm saying. If you pay attention to God's conversations to you, you're going to see that your healing has been paid for. Is there anyone who is sick here in their body? Can you play softly on that keyboard? If you're sick of any kind, listen, let me tell you. Look at me. Look at me. This year, we're going to intentionally minister to the sick. Some of you will carry this part. Look, look, look at me. Look at me. You're not just hearing these things for. You understand? You become what the word talks about. See, see, listen. We will, we will move away from that point where we just want to hear good teaching so we can shout. It is that we want to shout, then go out there and practice it. Never you walk away anymore from any opportunity to minister to the sick. If you're here and you are experiencing a pain in your body that you know is not supposed to be there, I'm not going to ask anybody to close their eyes and please don't come. Service, God will heal you wherever. But I, I, I feel led to, to do this. Can you stand? Because the pain is going to leave now. Come. Chris, can you come? Yeah, come, come. Please stand. Can I have, yeah, okay, awesome. All right. Put the book of John, chapter number 3 and verse 14 on the screen. You know what? Put numbers first. Put numbers 4 and verse 9 on the screen. My beloved. I want you all to read this. I want you all to read this together want to go no 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 numbers numbers what 21 sorry numbers 21 and verse 9 numbers 21 and verse 9 verse 9 can I have that water please can I have my water no just just bring the water thank you Please read this together, everybody. We want to go.
What happened? He lived. Let me look at me, church. And everybody, can you, can you please look at me? You know, if a person is dying in Kenya, it is because things are dying in their body. Death is really the death of organs, right? Vital organs dying. So what it means, if a person is living, then it means that something happened. And, oh, Father, I give you thanks. Something happened. And then all of a sudden, those organs that were dying, packing up, all right, came back to life. There's a medical doctor in church. If a kidney becomes infected to the point of dialysis, you will keep treating and treating and treating and treating and treating. And many times they don't get healed. Please pay attention because this is good. The Bible says, that a failing kidney, God re- I feel the power of God now. God repaired because people simply looked. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Dr. Oye, come. Please, is there any scientific proof? Anything scientific? Power God is resting upon you now. Is there anything scientific that proves? That a person by looking at medicine can be healed of kidney failure. Just by looking. Even when they ingest it, they still don't get healed. No, you didn't hear me. Even when they take the meds, they still don't get healed. This one, the Bible says that they looked at the bracing serpent. And by looking at the bracing serpent, they began to live. I don't understand that technology. But something supernatural definitely happened. Put John, 4, John 3, verse 14 on the screen. I want you, you're going to read it. See, you're participating in this tonight. Okay? John 3 and verse 14. What does it say? As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up now let me ask you when the serpent was lifted up what happened they lived when the son of man is lifted up what happens we live it's just that simple we live we live what it means is that whatever is wrong with your body has to be repaired thank you for engaging with us in this episode we trust that your life has been beautified If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.